0: Rickert moved around to the back of the building, leaned against the wall, and lit a cigarette. He stayed there for quite a while, imagining the things he'd like to say to Carl Volker. He was well into a very eloquent and vitriolic diatribe when he noticed something odd. A very dense ground fog had moved in from somewhere and was spreading rapidly over the back lot, bearing down on him like a silent, horizontal avalanche, blotting out everything. It reached him and engulfed him, and suddenly he couldn't see two feet in front of his face. Rickard stood up straight, turned around, and placed his palms against the warehouse wall. He began moving to the right, toward the rear door, groping the bricks as he inched along. "'How old are you?' The voice came from somewhere nearby, no more than a yard or two behind him. He whirled around, but couldn't see anything through the fog. "'Who's there?' he said in a low voice. "'What's the gag? Are you a cop?' "'No,' came the voice." Rickard didn't recognize it. It had a strange timbre, sounding both deep and insubstantial at the same time. I'm not with the police. I asked you a question. How old are you? Old enough to bust your head wide open, Rickard snarled. If I could see. I doubt that. The reason I asked about your age is because lookout duty usually goes to the youngest and least experienced member of a crew. You're thirty-five, at the very least. You've got three seconds to tell me what this is about, Rickard blustered. I'm not out here to play with you. I guess I'll have to take some kind of action, then. Now the speaker was behind him once again. He hadn't heard any footsteps. He whirled around, straining his ears. His heart sank into his stomach as his pistol was snatched away from him by an unseen hand. He lunged forward, arms stuck out in front of him, groping blindly for his tormentor. He tripped over something and landed on his face in the grass. Ah shit!' he said morosely. "'Be of good cheer,' said the voice. "'And please remain on the ground for the moment. "'I have two guns now, and I wouldn't want this to get out of hand. "'I've actually done you a good turn. "'I entered the building shortly after your friends did. "'I saw you tear the rear door open with that crowbar totally by chance, believe it or not. "'I didn't want to alarm you, "'so I slipped in through an upper-story window "'while you were on the opposite side of the warehouse.' They were going to do their business in the office, come back down, knock you out, and phone in an anonymous tip to the police. I heard them talking about it. Have you any idea why they would do such a thing? What? Are you telling me the truth? Certainly. What would it profit me to tell you a lie? Rickard thought about that for a minute. He couldn't answer the question. But that's crazy. Why would they do that? I know everything about this operation. "'They would have just croaked me if they wanted me out of the way. "'I could have spilled the whole thing to the cops. It just don't add up.' "'It is curious,' the man said thoughtfully. "'You seem to be a man in trouble. "'This is most fortuitous. "'I seem to have stumbled across something interesting this evening. "'I'd like to discuss it with you. "'Perhaps we can figure it out if we put our heads together.' "'Okay,' said Rickert. "'What other choice did he have? "'He was at the mercy of this unseen individual.' Might as well play along and hope for the best. You know, cop, I don't know who you're working for, but you might want to be careful. Do you know you're screwing around with the crew that's backed by the Carters? You know what that means? Not exactly, but it sounds intriguing. You can fill me in once we're away from here. Your treacherous friends have been subdued, and the police will be here very soon. Come along with me. I have my own transportation. Rickert sighed. Whoever this was, he held all the cards, and what he was saying did have the ring of truth. There was such a thing as honor among thieves, but it was more the exception than the rule. What the hell, he thought. You're probably on the level. You know, I thought that son of a bitch Volk added in for me. Can I stand up now? Thanks. So where are you parked? On the river, the voice replied as Rickert got to his feet. I know it isn't very manly, but if you'll take my hand, I'll lead you down to my boat. Sure, Rickert said resignedly, reaching out towards where he thought the voice was coming from. He felt a gloved hand slip into his own. Lead on, Macduff. That's a misquote, actually, said the voice. Macbeth, Act five Scene 8. The line is, Lay on Macduff, and damned be him that first cries hold enough. Macbeth is challenging Macduff to a final duel, you see. It's his last line in the play, as Macduff kills him shortly after. Oh.